Welcome to Let Love, a podcast with the Sisters of Life. We invite you to join us for conversation, looking at life through the lens of love. You are loved, you are made in God's image, and your life matters. Let's talk about it. Well, here we are for the last episode of this season. This is Sister On You Stay. And this is Sister Veritas, and we're here with Let Love Podcast with the Sisters of Life. And I'm just so excited talking today about Made for Love. That's it, sister. Like, I think if there's anything we've been trying to say, mm-hmm. this is what we want to say, yeah. is that we're made for love. Yeah. And we want to live true to that design that's been inscribed in us, mm-hmm. um, that we are a gift of love mm-hmm. uh, to be given, and we're made to receive love, and that's it. Yeah. We're handmade for love by the Trinity himself. Yeah, and actually nothing else is going to satisfy us. Yeah, nothing else true. will satisfy our hearts. And this was brought really to clear relief to me when I was contemplating... Um, our friends, the squirrels, yeah. whom we live with in the Bronx. You know, we haven't given an update on the squirrels recently. Um, tell me more about that. Yeah, well, you know, our what squirrels... Have you been noticing? You know, <laughs> our squirrels tend to eat things they shouldn't eat. Yeah. You know, like there's just a yeah. school dumpster close by, and so you see them munching on bagels. Mm-hmm. Um, I just found a bagel uh, two days ago on, on the windowsill. It was a... Um, <laughs> Left you a present. <laughs> it was a, it's true. It was a tomato uh, pepperoni bagel that he half eaten. Yeah. Well, even two weeks ago, sister, I saw one and he literally, with one of his paws, he was holding, you know, those little syrup, plastic syrup containers oh, that yeah. you can dip your like French toast sticks in. Love those. Um, you know, if you went through a drive through somewhere or anywhere else or whatever they eat at the school. So he literally had in one of his paws a, <laughs> a syrup container. And then with his other paw, I'm not even kidding you, these guys are, are very dexterous. Yes. <laughs> He was literally scooping up the syrup into his little squirrel mouth, um, like with with an <laughs> elegance I've never seen. And then at the end of it, and, and I did, I just had to stop and watch because <laughs> this was like a wonder. So he's like lapping up the syrup with his paw, but then he literally stuck his head into the into the container so like pushing it around on the ground so that he got every little last drop of this and then licked off his paws and it was a little bit intense to watch because it was cute and it was intense because it's cute to watch animals do you know things like this it was intense because it's like oh my gosh this squirrel's a little crazy like I I feel like this isn't all that natural yeah I would I would hold to that I mean, you see it, too, in what happens to them. Like, they're, like, luxurious rolls of fat. Like, they're, like, the fattest squirrels I've ever seen. And it's not just winter that's doing that. No. No. No, it's the diet. I mean, we had a guest recently visiting, Mm -hmm. and they were walking outside with a sister, and she's like, oh, what's that? She's like, is that a cat? And we said, oh, no. No, no. That's a Bronx squirrel. Oh, so big there. Yeah, so I think the squirrels can teach us a valuable lesson. And this is what we want to talk about today yeah. is we want to live true to the way that we've been made. Right. And for us as human persons, uh, we've been made for love. That, yes, as good sisters love to talk about their deathbeds. And <laughs> <laughs> it's like, think about the end game. You know, think about. What are you going to be grateful for mm-hmm. when you are on your deathbed mm-hmm. and, and kind of walking through your life mm-hmm. and saying, gosh, what mattered? Mm-hmm. And it's love. I mm-hmm. love thinking about this. Mm-hmm. Every act of love, interior, exterior, every little tiny act of love to the greatest act of love, mm-hmm. once given yeah. is eternal. That It's yeah. bouncing around history for all eternity. 
That's um, so true. Isn't that powerful? It's amazing. It has such a weight. Uh, and to think about this, that's how we want to spend ourselves in love. It's true. It's the greatest thing. And, and you're right, sister, on, on, on my deathbed or on anyone's deathbed, I'm sure we're not thinking, I wish I had made it another hundred thousand. <laughs> I wish I had spent more time at work late at night. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not what we're thinking. We're no. thinking, I wish I wish I had spent more time with my family or whatever. It's like, mm-hmm. I wish I, I want more love. Mm-hmm. It's at the, end of, at the end of the day, we want more love. Amen. And we cherish the love we've been given yeah even in this i think ultimately focusing our thoughts for today Mm -hmm. is through the lens of a fruitful love Mm -hmm. a life-giving love Mm -hmm. uh, pondering the ways that our love blessed and gave life to others and i would love to dive into this Mm -hmm. uh particularly through that that lens because i think that's also a native desire when i was a little girl Mm -hmm. you have dreams of a great love Mm -hmm. and consult your heart when you were little or as you grew up it's like i want to do something great yeah. with this love and I, I want to see it flourish mm-hmm. and I want to unpack that yeah. today what do Maybe. you think should we kick it off with a prayer that sounds great all right here we go in the name of the father son holy spirit amen father we thank you for your love we thank you for the gift of your son jesus uh, your love incarnate we pray for courage to follow after him to imitate the way that he has shown us in love a way that is a love that's totally given, that's freely given, and that is fruitfully given um, unto great blessing to others. We pray for every grace of understanding, of wisdom, of courage to perceive and follow after your holy will. Blessed Mother, we ask uh, for your protection and your care. As we say, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. And blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Our Lady of Grace, pray for us. Amen. The Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Sister, I I really love kind of ending the season in this way and talking about this uh, deep, innate, powerful call to love that we all have, mm-hmm. our desire to live that. Mm-hmm. And I think um, even just starting and stating, which I know we've stated in other episodes, mm-hmm. but that like your love is good yeah, and your love is powerful. And actually God wants to bless the world with your love. But yeah, I want to unpack this more. What does that look like? And, and mm-hmm. how can we kind of dive into that? Yeah. Okay. So first I think getting two things um, anchored mm-hmm. in our worlds, in our hearts, in our lives, is this universal call to holiness and this universal call to communion. Mm-hmm. And I just want to break that open briefly before we dive into specific ways uh, that we might be called to dedicate our love. So each person is called to holiness. Mm-hmm. And I think, let's just remember that. It's mm-hmm. really good to put in front of us. Mm-hmm. You're called to holiness. Right. I'm called to holiness. Right. And God has equipped you to become a saint. Right. Right. And holiness is, is being a saint, but holiness is intimacy with God. It's right? awesome. Which is awesome. Sister, and that gets us right into the reality that God has called each person, every man and woman, in a sense to, to unite their lives, all their minds and hearts to him, to share a life forever, one that we begin now, and that our dignity rests in a deep way in the fact that we are called, each of us, to communion with God. Mm. And I think that's just so helpful, I know, for me to remember on my rough days that I'm called to holiness, and the Holy Spirit's going to back me up in that effort. And secondly, 
I'm called to communion and God has united himself to me through my Mm -hmm. baptism so that no matter how things might be going on the horizontal plane, right? Mm -hmm. In my relationships Mm -hmm. with others, I have a place to go where I am united with Mm -hmm. someone and that I can find love and communion. And that can carry you um, through some tough days. Totally, totally. And actually, sister, as you're talking about that, that invitation to communion with God, it makes me think of Moses and the meeting tent in the Old Testament. Cool. And how God wanted to meet with Moses in the meeting tent. So Moses would, would go in and talk, it says, face to face with God. Wow. And like that, that relationship, that interaction, that communion. And then, but it was so powerful. He'd come out and everyone was like, whoa, your face is too bright. Put a veil <laughs> over your face. And he had to veil himself because of that communion with God that he had. But what happened in the New Testament? Jesus actually kind of, uh, you know, opened up the curtain and invites us all into a communion with God that's even deeper than what Moses had. And and actually the power and fruitfulness is not just that our faces glow, it's that we can actually become united with his his life, which is amazing. But I, I think it's so awesome just to articulate that. And this is not, um, we're not shooting low here. This is like, yeah. this is beyond our categories. Yeah, sister, oh my gosh, I love that. Um, well, and I think too, if we want to continue along the way, it's like, what's a model for how we're supposed to go about this great epic and adventure that is love. Mm -hmm. And ultimately, we can look a lot of places. Um, We have a lot to learn in Genesis. Again, this way of understanding ourselves authentically. There's a beautiful human anthropology that can be found in the beginning, and Mm -hmm. we can learn so much and find a compass to direct us through our life. But we can also look at the reality that we've been given a perfect model, Mm -hmm. Jesus Christ. He teaches us how to love. And I'm going to go right into the heart of this, sister, and tell me what you think. Because ultimately what we see in Jesus, we see a lot, but let's just look for a moment at the end of his life. Mm -hmm. And I think this is just an important place to reflect on. We see a love that is crucified. Yeah. Crucified love. That basically Jesus, his life looked like a total failure. That Mm -hmm. his ministry looked totally fruitless Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that he had the respect of no one right um it was a total like well that didn't go so well (laughs) right Right? if you look if you look on one plane (laughs) right and yet we also look and see this is the heart of our salvation Mm. this is where all fruitfulness all life flows. This is where we were redeemed Mm. and the process through which we were redeemed and that we will be called ultimately Mm -hmm. to imitate this love. And Mm -hmm. it can give us tremendous hope in that wherever we stand, whatever state of life we're in, uh, whatever we might be called to at any given moment of the day, our love has this potential to be fruitful Mm -hmm. as it is united with Christ and is united with him in the crosses we carry in the adventure Mm -hmm. of love, which we know is going to cost us everything. Mm -hmm. And we know it's, it's hard. It it is the, it's the great labor and work of any Mm -hmm. good life Mm -hmm. is this self gift and Mm -hmm. in love. Mm -hmm. Sister, I think that's an incredibly important point because trusting that our love is fruitful, even if we can't necessarily see the fruit. Mm -hmm. Right. And, um, it makes me think of actually our founder, Cardinal O'Connor, who would visit the priests uh, of his diocese when they were dying. Mm. And he would say, you are now more a priest than you ever were in your whole life. Um, if wow. you, you know, uniting your sufferings to the sufferings of Christ on the cross, you are winning unbelievable grace for the world and for souls. And, and it's, I mean, I'm sure in their moment of suffering, you know, whatever it is, cancer, whatever, 
it doesn't feel that way. <laughs> it feels sister. dark and, and, you know, hopeless and it can feel so awful and painful, but making an act of faith in, in the fruitfulness God wants to bring, you know, and even times like I'm sure in our lives, like we feel, you know, how the farmer sometimes lets the field go fallow and lets the field just sit for, for a year. It can be like, what's that? What's the point? You know, right. but it's actually for a deeper fruitfulness. Ooh, it's for, it's for the, the um, enriching of the soil and to bring greater fruit than if it hadn't happened. So trusting that mm-hmm. everything in our life, actually the Lord desires to make fruitful. It's awesome. Yeah. Wow, sister. Well, and even what I'm hearing is, yeah, it's like, it's an all in type of deal. Like looking yeah. at Christ's life, Yeah. It was, uh, it was a total self gift. Totally. It was a free gift mm-hmm. that he gave his yes. No one took his life from him. He laid it down. Mm-hmm. It was a faithful yes. That he was faithful to his father's invitation Mm -hmm. and what comes as a fruit of all this life Mm -hmm. incredible fruitfulness Mm -hmm. and life but even to think about um the incarnation for a second and then diving in i love thinking about the incarnation like in the midst of all this and again we are totally skimming the surface of Mm -hmm. the great mystery of love Mm -hmm. so it's like i think whatever we say we're just going to feel inadequate of course you know (laughs) it's like you can't even yeah you you can't touch the mystery it's like skipping stones over yeah Mm -hmm. yeah you just got to stick your head into it but it's like just giving ourselves little footholds Mm -hmm. uh, as we navigate this adventure wherever we might be in the adventure of life Mm -hmm. so i just want to pull a quote um from a man named michael waldstein and he wrote a beautiful introduction to john paul ii's theology of the body uh and at one point he said this he said in the incarnation christ's body is the place of the divine redeeming gift of self as the great mystery of spousal love the incarnation shows that the meaning of the body is spousal All things, and in particular the body, were created in Christ and for him. Christ's gift of self is thus the goal that most deeply explains God's original intention in creating the body. Wow, sister. That's awesome. Well, and here we are. I just want to glance at a huge dimension and beautiful dimension of this mystery. The reality that there's a filial reality to our lives, Mm -hmm. right? We are from the Father Mm -hmm. and returning to the father Mm -hmm. there's also a spousal dimension Mm -hmm. of our lives that um we are from but we're also for right and we see this reality in the garden Mm -hmm. right god said it's not good that man is alone Mm -hmm. and i will make a helper Mm -hmm. fit for him Mm -hmm. and when he beheld eve he was like whoa Mm -hmm. at last bone Mm -hmm. of my bone flesh of my flesh he was not alone anymore Mm -hmm. and that they are helpers man and woman and this will drop us into um, looking at a particular ways of giving our our lives and self-gift they help each other to fulfill this call mm-hmm. of giving themselves totally mm-hmm. fully mm-hmm. freely mm-hmm. Um, unto great life mm-hmm. for others mm-hmm. and naturally we're talking about marriage right right uh, it's when you start tapping into it it's like the world of love opens up totally sister and it's, it's, I mean, it's so interesting, actually, as you're saying that, like, what does, what does the, uh, the Lord use for the image of heaven? Hmm. The wedding feast, uh-huh. actually. So he, Jesus himself confirms that, like, we're made for um, union. We're made for that, that spousal reality. And in heaven, it's, it's a wedding feast. Um, and so, yeah, it begins here with the sacrament of marriage is, you know, one great example. But that's actually what we're all made for. 
that unbelievable fruitful um, communion of love forever that's yeah it's amazing well and even as you speak it's like do we want to just briefly step into three different ways that one can be called in a particular way Mm -hmm. to total self-gift yeah and maybe unpack a little bit marriage Mm -hmm. uh the priesthood yeah and consecrated life Mm -hmm. just like let's get a glimpse of like god's designs for love yeah it's super exciting whoa so marriage yeah. Should I kick us off with a quote? I would love that, sister. <laughs> <laughs> it says in the Catechism 1604, speaking to this this incredible reality of marriage, mm-hmm. like, whoa, the Catechism says, God who created man out of love also calls him to love, the fundamental and innate vocation of every human being. Mm-hmm. For man is created in the image and likeness of God who is himself love. Since God created him, man and woman Their mutual love becomes an image of the absolute and unfailing love with which God loves man. It is good, very good, Mm. in the Creator's eyes. And this love which God blesses is intended to be fruitful and be realized in the common work of watching over creation. And God blessed them, and God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply, and fill the earth and subdue it. Wow. That's awesome, sister. Right? Gets us a little bit into this mystery. Yeah. And it's, in a particular way, you know, husband and wife participate in the creative love of the Trinity. In a way, they image the the image and likeness of God through their love um, in a way that's so powerful. Because how? You know, the Trinity, you think Father gives himself totally to the Son, Son totally receives him from the Father, gives himself totally back. And their love is so real Mm -hmm. that it it is a third person. So awesome. The Holy Spirit. And so man and woman in a in a sort of a similar kind of sort of way it's like husband gives himself to the wife wife gives herself to the husband there's that mutual giving and receiving and their love is so powerful and real it becomes a third person and you have to dress that third person a little onesie and little sandals <laughs> it's so cute oh no, it's amazing it's amazing sister. but it's like a participation in the love of the trinity yeah it's unbelievable sister. well and here i hear you saying what married couples are participating is in a love that echoes god's own love mm-hmm. that it is imitating christ's own love and that it's total mutual self-donation mm-hmm. unto kenosis Whoa, fancy word. (laughs) Right? Total self-emptying. And that actually married couples, as you were saying, literally give God room to create again. Mm -hmm. Um, That is amazing. Mm -hmm. In a sense, like, conjugal love is not exhausted by the communion between a husband and wife, but is destined to become more. Mm -hmm. I mean, that is outrageous. Um, And children become the supreme gift Mm -hmm. of of marriage and actually contribute to the welfare of their parents and their sanctification. No doubt. (laughs) I I know I sanctified my parents. (laughs) They'll thank me later. Profoundly aware. Amen. But like love is linked to life. Life is linked to love. You can't separate the two. No. And, um, and it hurts when you try to, like it it causes destruction in the heart. Honestly. And honestly, the beauty of marriage, like, the Lord elevated that to a sacrament of the church. That's amazing. If you think about that. Well, that is powerful, sister. Like, okay, so what is, I'm up, I'm really on the definitions this round. I love defining things. <laughs> right? But what if it, what is a sacrament? In the Catechism, 1131, it says, it's an efficacious sign of grace instituted by Christ and entrusted to the church by which divine life is dispensed to us. Mm-hmm. Divine life. Right. is given to the whole world mm-hmm. through this yes that a, that a man and a woman make to each other. 
in marriage. Wow. It's, it's amazing. It's powerful. Well, and it reminds me of, again, we're just like skimming through Mm -hmm. these powerful realities, these ways that God has given us and called us to, to give this gift of love. But like marriage, holy orders is also a sacrament. Mm -hmm. The priesthood is a powerful way in which grace also comes Mm -hmm. to the whole human family. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's so true. I mean, to become like in priesthood, in an ordination, Mm -hmm. the priest, um, I mean, is anointed. It becomes in persona Christi. Like when he celebrates the holy sacrifice of the mass, he is in the person of Christ. Wow, sister. That's unbelievable. Well, and here it is. It's like... I know I'm um, keen on the catechism today, but mm. it's actually stunning. Mm-hmm. And I would encourage anyone listening to to read the catechism mm-hmm. as it speaks about marriage, as it speaks about consecrated life, as it speaks about holy orders and the priesthood, because it is so beautifully written mm-hmm. and gives you incredible perspective about, mm-hmm. whoa, mm-hmm. these are not casual things. These are such sacred and beautiful things. And just, just to quote um, what it says in brief about the sacrament of holy orders it says this sacrament configures the recipient to Christ by a special grace of the Holy Spirit so that he may serve as Christ's instrument for his church by ordination one is enabled to act as a representative of Christ head of the church in his triple office of priest prophet and king yeah it's just so powerful to think about the priest being configured um, to Christ being his instrument and incredible life that flows from um, the priesthood. I know for us as sisters, Mm -hmm. when we, with much of the rest of the world, uh, had to, in a sense, fast from uh, participation in the Holy Sacrifice because of Mm -hmm. what was happening globally through Mm -hmm. the pandemic, it's like those were some of the hardest days and weeks and months of my religious life. And feeling the absence of spiritual fatherhood Mm -hmm. of the life of the sacraments Mm -hmm. it I mean I have been forever changed but and a huge grace that flows from that is my profound and deep awareness of the gift of the priest of the fruitfulness of his yes Mm -hmm. of the beauty and blessing and anointing that comes through Mm -hmm. his spiritual fatherhood Um, we love our priests it's really true sister like they're we're so um, indebted to them but also, it's like they truly bring us Christ in a way that no one else on the planet can. Yeah, sister. Um, th- it, through their hands, through their words, in persona Christi, Christ comes on the altar. Mm-hmm. We receive him into our bodies. Mm-hmm. Um, we are released of our sins in the sacrament of confession. Yeah. Uh, in the person of Christ, the priest saying, I absolve you from your sins. He doesn't say Christ absolves you. He can say, I absolve you because he's in the person of Christ. What? What? And it's like, in a way, he's wedded to the church as Christ is wedded to the mm-hmm. church, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because he's in the person of Christ. And that's, it's living out. Yeah, we talked about the spousal dimension of, of love and the love, the love we're made for. And it's like, in a way, in a sort of mystical, supernatural way, the priest mm-hmm. lives out that call, that being made for love in that spousal way as Christ is wedded to the church. That's beautiful. It's really powerful. It really is stunning, sister. And truly, I think... The sacrifices that I see priests make day in and day out in service, mm-hmm. in ministry to others, in generosity. I honestly, I stand back in awe. Like, mm-hmm. I think the priesthood is such a profoundly inspiring yes. Mm-hmm. And just thank you. Thank yeah. you to all the good and holy priests out there who bless and fill our religious lives with the life of Christ. Yeah. Whom uh, we can't live without. 
Yeah. And we're praying for you. And I just encourage everyone listening, like pray for your priests. Mm-hmm. They, they dearly need your prayers. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, but it's truly a deep, deep gratitude from the bottom of our hearts. Amen. Yeah. So we're made for love. Yeah. Um, and I guess, and lastly, taking a look at consecrated life, mm-hmm. this mystery of religious life. Mm-hmm. And I think most <laughs> of us could say when we told our friends and family that we were entering religious life. Mm-hmm. Um, most of the time you just get like a jaw dropping blank. What? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because it is so cloaked in mystery. Yeah. And what is this? Yes. About, mm-hmm. um, how does this express the reality of, of, being called to a great love and receiving a great love mm-hmm. and living out uh, the dimensions of who I am as a person. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, sister, I think it's, it's again, a profound mystery, but it's entering into this union with Christ here and now mm-hmm. um, that foreshadows actually what we're all going to be living in heaven. So I guess just to even start off, it's like the consecrated life is meant to point everyone to heaven. What, mm-hmm. we, we are a living, breathing sign of, of what God desires for every person, which is union, which is the wedding feast of, of the Lamb in heaven. Um, and, but we, we, that happens through um, our giving our total yes to the, to the vows we profess. Amen, sister. Well, even uh, Theology of the Body, John Paul II, um, speaks to it. This life of consecration is a giving of oneself for the purpose of reciprocating in a particular way the love of the Redeemer, mm. uh, that it's for love alone. Mm-hmm. I know for me, it's like everything else paled. Mm-hmm. As soon as this this invitation touched my heart, it was like nothing else was in my view. It, of course, and like, yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And when one finds love, one seeks to protect it. That's why as we look at marriage, as mm-hmm. we look at the priesthood, as we look at consecrated life, why do we profess vows? Mm-hmm. Why do we make promises? Mm-hmm. Um, it's because I want to protect the one love that mm-hmm. I have found. Mm-hmm. And then I don't want eight different loves. I want one love. Mm-hmm. And uh, being able to turn myself over to that great love, I say no to these other. And this is a powerful thing. It, it witnesses powerfully to the human heart. And even in the life of consecration, um, there's something really real here. The fact that this yes um, builds a new bond between me and Christ mm-hmm. and then through my consecration that actually religious life is not a sacrament. It's a sign. Right. And as you spoke about, we're a visible sign of heaven. In a sense, through the life of religion, one sees the marriage to we are all eventually going to be participating in between us and God mm-hmm. eternally in heaven mm-hmm. in this beautiful communion of love. Uh, it's really, really powerful. Um, in, in a beautiful book called The Foundations of Religiousism, there's a quote, and it says, The virgin and the celibate are visible signs or symbols to the world that marriage with God is not only possible, but that it is obligatory, since in heaven there will be no marriage or giving in marriage, since the holy city, the new Jerusalem, belongs to the Lamb to Christ as his bride. And it is a mystery to even say that. People mm-hmm. are probably like, what? Mm-hmm. But I would say living it, mm-hmm. I am surprised by love every single day. Like, I actually, I can't believe it, but it it's totally real. It's real. And this ring on my finger speaks to a real bond and a real exchange mm-hmm. of love and mm-hmm. of commitment. And it bears incredible fruit. And you get glimpses of that. Totally. And 
Yeah, it's a powerful thing. It is. It's a powerful yes to give and it to is. receive. And to live with only Jesus mm-hmm. as everything. Like, mm-hmm. poverty, chastity, obedience, our community to protect and enhance the sacredness of human life. But, like, to have nothing but Jesus. Amen. Um, living in community, but but he is he's everything. And, and actually, letting, like, letting his love take over, you know? Because at the end of the day, all the things we're talked about, you know, marriage, the priesthood, consecrated life, it's all speaking to the reality that we are made for for that one love, like you're talking about. Mm-hmm. And actually, by by giving ourselves to that love in, in truth, um, and and making that commitment of love and dedicating ourselves to that love, we're we're actually ennobled and enabled to love in a way that would be impossible otherwise. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's amazing. I mean, sister, it is. It's powerful to think about love in mm-hmm. all of the beautiful ways that people can be called to it and mm-hmm. express it mm-hmm. um, whether it's through the life of religious if you look at people like mother Teresa mm-hmm. or through holy priests you can look at john paul ii mm-hmm. uh, saint philip neary uh, you can look at lay people saint juan diego mm-hmm. uh, you can look at the beautiful authors and poets uh, that bless us by bringing to life the faith and the love of god through their different mediums, whether it's uh, Tolkien mm-hmm. with uh, his books or Chesterton, uh, so clever and mm-hmm. witty. One of his famous quotes is, anything worth doing is worth doing poorly. <laughs> and that's what I feel like we're doing here. We're talking about some of the most beautiful, sacred realities, um, these beautiful ways that God has fashioned for us to live in love. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's just a privilege to ponder them, but I also mm-hmm. feel like uh, we've hardly even stepped into the mystery of it's them. A, it's just like a water drop. Sister, I, I think that's so important to articulate. And uh, yeah, just all the ways we're called to love um, and the particular way the Lord is calling us to love. And there's this wonderful quote from Vita Consecrata, which is a doc- in English, the, the consecrated life. But it has this beautiful section where it says, and I'll just read it, Um, In the unity of the Christian life, the various vocations are like so many rays of the one light of Christ, whose radiance brightens the countenance of the church. Hmm. The laity, by virtue of their secular character of their vocation, reflect the mystery of the incarnate word, particularly insofar as he he is the alpha and omega of the world, Hmm. the foundation and measure of the value of all created things. Sacred ministers, speaking mostly of priests, Uh, for their part, are living images of Christ the head and shepherd who guides his people during this time of already and not yet as they await his coming in glory. Uh, I'll continue. It is the duty of the consecrated life to show that the incarnate Son of God is the eschatological goal towards which all things tend, the splendor before which every other light pales, and the infinite beauty which alone can satisfy the human heart. So you just see, I love that image, sister. Um, the various vocations, like so many rays of the one light of Christ, mm. whose radiance brightens the countenance of the church. How awesome. It's such a wonderful way to think about it. Yeah. Well, and I wonder, sister, before we go, do you have any challenges or encouragements for those listening, you know, wherever they might be standing in life? Yeah. Uh, how to how to bring love to life? Yeah. Just that, that your love is good um, and you don't have to wait to share it. Like mm. he... he um, He's inviting you, calling you actually to to shine your light, to, sh- to share your love today, you know, mm. um, whether that's, yeah, like you're married or you're a priest or religious or, or you're discerning and you're waiting. Wherever you're at, don't be afraid of loving now. Mm-hmm. Love now, because all we have is today, actually, and your love is meant to bless the world 
intensely and powerfully today. Mm-hmm. Um, and like you were saying, every, every act of love has an eternal um, effect. Mm-hmm. And so don't, uh, uh, don't let discouragement uh, steal that from mm-hmm. you. Uh, don't let the evil one and his, his temptations and lies steal that from you. Um, you. Your love matters. You matter. You're made for it. The world needs you, especially now. The world needs you Amen, to love. Sister. Uh, little ways, big ways, uh, to not to not be afraid. Oh, that's beautiful, sister. Yeah. Before we go, do you have anything? Yeah, I do. And you might think I'm crazy for saying it. I won't. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I think wherever you are in vocation, in discerning that, um, not to be afraid of the cross. Mm. Don't be afraid of the cross. Mm-hmm. I, I think often, especially as I'm, you know, finding myself, you know, 14 years in, mm-hmm. it's like a lot of times the cross, you can say, oh my gosh, something's wrong, mm-hmm. right? Or, um, you get discouraged by the cross or the ways that the Lord might be allowing your love to be crucified mm-hmm. or the ways that you may be called to die to self. Um, but I would say lean into the cross, lean into the wrench, um, and you will find Jesus mm-hmm. because he's there too. Mm-hmm. And you will find love mm-hmm. and you will find love waiting to go to the depths of your heart and bring light and love and actually transform you mm-hmm. from the inside out and outrageous fruitfulness mm-hmm. to all those around you. Mm-hmm. Uh, so don't be afraid of the cross um, and know that if you feel like you're being crucified in and through your gap, um, turn to the one who's with you in that and it will bring meaning and blessing and uh, great strength uh, in your yes that you've been called to because it will cost us everything yeah. and it's the everything we want to give and it's the everything that our hearts have been made for. Sister, I don't know, would you close us with a prayer? I would, I would love to. The Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. Jesus, we thank you so much for your goodness, for your blessings, for your mercy. Lord, we thank you for making us for love, for calling us to love, for inviting us to live the one true love that our hearts are made for. Lord, we ask you right now for courage um, to say yes, for strength uh, to carry the cross. We, we ask, Lord, for, uh, for your joy to fill us. Lord, we ask for us to, to deeply know and believe in our hearts that our love is good that it matters and that you are inviting us to live in your own great love. Uh, We entrust ourselves, all those in our lives, all those whom we struggle with, all those um, whom we promise to pray for, we entrust them to your heart, to the heart of Blessed Mother. And we give you glory as we pray, glory be to the Father, to the the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, Spirit, as as it was in the beginning, is now, and and will be forever. Amen. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Made for love. Let's live it. Amen. And so we'll see you next time. And uh, our next season will be starting. Season five will be starting soon after Easter. Soon after Easter. So we look forward to seeing you then. Can't wait to be with you. And until then, we will be praying for you deeply. Amen. God bless you. Be well. This was Let Love Podcast with the Sisters of Life, a religious community of women consecrated for the protection of the sacredness of human life. Be assured of our prayers and learn more at sistersoflife.org.